Hi, I'm Jess, a women's health enthusiast raising my family around the world. And like you, I'm a girl who's seeking solutions. And I'm Cody, a holistic health practitioner, functional nutritionist, and a period problem solver. Did you know that periods don't have to feel like a monthly curse? That's right. We want every girl to actually look forward to her time of the month because our periods can tell us so much about our health. It's time we start seeing our periods as our girl superpower. Yep, we are here to change the conversation about periods and everything else related to our health and happiness. Let's talk. Welcome back, girls. It's Jess and me. And today we are excited to have another episode that hopefully we can have fun and learn at the same time. And today, what I'm excited to do is dive in and talk about low progesterone symptoms and understanding how it affects us. And so we're going to talk today a little bit about how progesterone is one of the most important hormones in our female body. We talk a lot about it along with estrogen. Um, but progesterone actually helps to prepare our body to either become pregnant or to shed the uterine lining every single month. And it plays a role in every single stage of our female fertility cycle. Um, so knowing low progesterone symptoms can be very helpful and beneficial for us to understand our body better. So, but before we get into that, we are going to start today's um, episode like we love to do with our Mixers Girls Say. And we have Jess yes. that's going to be on here and to talk about it. Yes. Hi, Jess. I can't wait. So today the question was, didn't it have a tampon or cup? Tell us your most creative substitute. Oh, this is and- going to be good. Yes. And women are so creative and innovative with what they have on hand, right? When you're in that situation, you do, you kind of have to be creative. And I think we've all been there. Those will be funny. Yep. Yep. And education. So exactly. So a first and foremost, I have to state how many women have used one of their baby's diapers out of their diaper bag. Oh, (laughs) and I'm like, well, duh, that's so smart. I love that. And another frequent one was nursing pads out of a diaper bag. Good idea. So such great ideas. Another one is a lot of toilet paper piled Mm -hmm. up. One woman wrote a full toilet paper roll. (laughs) I'm not quite sure how she walked (laughs) around after. She was serious about that. The problem though, when you use that toilet paper is how it just travels. You know, every step you take that toilet paper just kind of shimmies and out of the way. And then you're not only worrying about like bleeding everywhere. You're like, where is this wad of toilet paper going to end up like down my leg out on my, I, who knows? I always get totally. And along with that toilet paper doesn't like stay connected. It like breaks up into little bits. So then you're like, now I have a mess. (laughs) Stressful. And yeah, it is so stressful. Probably the most convenient out of everything probably people use, yes. but it's kind of stressful. Uh, one girl wrote, the blanket they give you on a nine-hour overnight flight. I was between <laughs> I was between a bunch of men and couldn't get out, so I oh. shoved the blanket down there. Oh my yes. gosh. Yes. Yep, 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 yep. Um, then folded up the sweatshirt, wrapped it around my legs. I totally have done oh, yeah. that multiple times, multiple, multiple yeah. times. I suggest anytime you're on your period, wear a sweatshirt, whether it's yep. the middle of the summer, middle of winter, have a sweatshirt. Yep. yep. Lots of toilet paper wads, paper towel wads, which totally done that too. Um, oh, this is so resourceful. Duct taped a pad to my swimsuit so that I could swim. Okay. But Okay, so just on the inside, I'm trying to picture. Like, I know I was thinking the double. You would need double sided. You would do right? like the yep, double sided. Like you would like loop it, 
stick it to a pad and then stick it to your swimsuit bottle? I don't know. Okay. I'm like, you see the duct tape. I don't know. Okay. She figured it out. It worked for her. She figured it out. You go, girl. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I love this. One girl wrote, I didn't have to hide anything. I just told everyone in the bathroom, give me something. And so like, yes. I just love what, yes, just speak up. Love it. Um, <laughs> and you know how many girls will, I'm sorry to interrupt that, but you know how many girls will be like, here, here, here. I mean, this oh. just happened. We were at an event and my daughter started her period. And here I am supposed to be the one that is always prepared for a period, right? <laughs> I mm-hmm. wasn't. And so I was like, Jess, do you have anything? And I'm like being all secretive about it. And Jess just goes, Hey, anyone here have a tailbone? (laughs) Girls were just like, here you go, here you go. My daughter was like, thanks. Yeah, we ended up with a whole box worth of tampons. She was that for the year. Yeah, no, she was so grateful. Thank you for doing that, Jess. Being so You know me anytime. I love it. Last one, which I have also done this, a sock. Oh, yeah. I've done this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A sock. Mm -hmm. And my husband's sock one. (laughs) I would rather go barefoot, like, you know, in my shoe with no sock than be bleeding anywhere. So anyway, that was our Mixers Girls Say. If you guys are wondering where on earth we pull this from, every single Tuesday on our Mixers Instagram, we put up a question box and we ask our community to give us their input, give us their votes, tell us what you're wanting to hear more about. It's our favorite day of the week. Tell us Tuesday if you want to go participate. Check it out on Instagram. And now, Cody, take it away with your episode. Thanks, Jess. Mixers is a company made for women by women. Each of our products have been carefully and lovingly crafted to support you in all stages of your life, providing you with the optimal health you deserve. Each ingredient we handpick is 100% all-natural, backed by science, and chosen specifically to better your life physically, mentally, and hormonally. Each product empowers your body to take charge of its monthly hormonal shift and flows, empowering you to live life to the fullest. Let mixers take care of your needs from sunup to sundown, and you take care of the rest. Check us out at mixers.com, M-I-X-H-E-R-S. All right, let's do this. All right, I wanted to record this episode because I've had several of you reaching out to me over the last few weeks, sharing that you have recently been told that you are progesterone deficient and you're wondering what to do about it. So these messages, just so you know, have actually come from women at all stages of life. Um, You girls are either in a stage where you're trying to conceive or you're in a stage where you're actually entering into menopause. So today I'm gonna dive in um, and I'll keep sharing more info as time goes on in the future episodes because this is a very common hormonal imbalance and there is a lot that we can talk about as far as this goes and a lot we can learn. So um, I know I have talked a lot about estrogen dominance. I have a couple of episodes that we have recorded in the past if you you wanted to go back and listen to those Um, and they really go in depth on signs of 
estrogen dominance and all of that. Um, But what I want everyone to know as we start this episode is that if you are estrogen dominant, that's something you've been diagnosed with or you are relating to the symptoms that are associated with estrogen dominance, then what you need to know is that you are also progesterone deficient because these two hormones, they interact. And if one is high, the other is low. They really should kind of do this little dance and and honestly, I want to clear that up though, because as I'm saying that, I'm like, well, it's gonna, they're, they're going to fluctuate throughout the month. That is normal. But if one is continuously high, then the other is most likely um, deficient. So either diagnosis that you have received, working to optimize your natural progesterone production can really help. So let's talk about it for sure. So all right. Um, let's let's get to know progesterone a little bit better. How about that? So first of all, progesterone is a steroid hormone and it's secreted by our corpus luteum, which is just a temporary gland that develops after ovulation. Our bodies are super cool. Um, progesterone levels, they vary. Like I just said, they vary. They go up and down depending on where we are in our cycle. But if there is no fertilized egg to take care of, um, our body recognizes that there's no need to hold on to the lush, nourishing uterine lining that it just developed during the month. So progesterone levels then will decline and then we enter into the period portion of our menstrual cycle. Our body goes through this process every single month during our fertile years of our lives. Of course, it's possible for things to go wrong at times with our hormone production. Um, Some of us produce too little or too much progesterone. Low progesterone symptoms can lead to infertility and other common issues like PMS symptoms. Like I talked about, this is very common, especially for you girls that are in our audience and also who are customers at Mixers because our Her Time formula is something that we talk a lot about how it helps to encourage optimal um, progesterone production. But I want to just continue on and talk more a little bit about progesterone. Um, It's very normal for our progesterone levels to drop also, not just when we are having periods and and we are fertile, but it's also very common for um, progesterone levels to kind of drop during menopause when our body's undergoing changes that make pregnancy without medical intervention um, impossible. Um, whether you're concerned that you guys have progesterone deficiency or you just want to learn more about how our amazing bodies work, I just am excited to continue on in this episode. And we're just going to talk about a few things that each of us should understand about progesterone because it definitely affects all of us. And we all need to be striving to have optimal progesterone levels, um, for the stage of life that we are in. Okay. So let's talk about normal because I know that this gets thrown out there all the time. What is a normal progesterone level? Um, what makes progesterone levels normal um, depends on the time of the month as it relates to our menstrual cycle. Uh, Since progesterone is in constant flux throughout the month, what's considered normal at one point in the month may be considered low or high during other points in the month. So when, this is super important, so when doctors test progesterone levels in women, um, some of you maybe have gone and done this. So this will sound familiar to you, but I hope that this information is like a nugget that you can take away that empowers you to understand like how this testing should be done and when it should be done. Okay. So, but what normally happens is that, um, 
if you're testing your progesterone levels, your doctor will say, all right, we need you to come in on day 21 of your menstrual cycle, okay? But sometimes following this protocol can be super frustrating for women because especially if you girls are trying to get pregnant because every woman, not every woman, I should say, has a perfect 28-day cycle. Not every woman ovulates on day 14. And that's where they're coming up with this day 21, right? Because they're assuming that every girl has this 28-day cycle. But since we're all unique, um, that doesn't always work out that way. So not every woman is going to have their highest progesterone level peak on day 21, okay? So I... I push this a lot. And if you've been a a listener for a long time, you know that I'm always encouraging you girls to track your monthly cycle and to not just track when you are having your period, okay? But also track daily, if you can, just what's going on. Last week, we talked about cervical mucus. We talked mostly about signs of like um, what it could be telling us as far as like if there's an infection or if there's things like that. But we can also in the future talk more about how cervical mucus can also be a sign to let us know what's going on with our hormones, especially when it is time that our body is most fertile. And we talked about that a little bit in last week's episode as well. Um, So it's important for us to track the cycle and track kind of what symptoms we're noticing um, so that we can know the day that that we ovulate. One of the things or a couple of the things that you can do um, besides just checking your cervical mucus signs is also to check your body temperature daily. I highly recommend learning as much as you can about what's called the fertility awareness method. I've talked about it again before, but it's something you could look up. There's a lot of great books out there, a lot of great podcasts and um, other resources for us. And um, it's it's a really important, especially if you are trying to conceive, you're trying to get pregnant, um, to kind of be aware of this method, because I'll remind you that um, I know there's a lot of you that are on birth control, right? And birth control is going to cover up a lot of our symptoms. But what it does is it kind of, it shuts off our hormone production. It, it stops our body from being able to ovulate. And so there's a lot of us that are like, well, I'm not, I'm trying to avoid pregnancy, but I don't love all of the side effects that come with taking birth control. Is there another way? And yes, this is something that this, um, this, protocol, the fertility, sorry, awareness method is something that I have recommended for, to clients for a while now, because I feel like it's a natural way for us to use the signs that our body's giving us to be able to prevent pregnancy and other things. It's not just for that. So you want to make sure that you learn as much as you can about it. If that's something you're interested in, um, like I said, especially if you are trying to conceive and if you are trying to avoid pregnancy, it's also very helpful so that you don't have to necessarily take a hormonal birth control in order to do that. Um, Also, if you are on some kind of hormonal birth control to prevent pregnancy and then you decide that you do want to get off of it and prevent pregnancy naturally, then this is This is my favorite method. Um, Okay, so let's get back to getting your progesterone levels tested, okay? So you go, you've got to figure out based on what you've learned about from your body um, where you're going to um, have your highest peak of progesterone, okay? Once you figure out where you're at, so usually... Let's say let's go back to the usual 28 day because it's easiest to explain it, but you're going to know you're going to have the day of your ovulation, right? You want to be 
getting tested about seven days after you have ovulated. So whenever that falls in your month, that's when you're going to want to schedule your appointment. You know, it doesn't have to be always exactly on that day, but around that time, that's when you're going to see um, the progesterone at its highest point or you should. Okay. So at this time, it's normal for progesterone. So when you get your test back, it's normal for your progesterone levels to be more than 10 NG slash ML. That's how you're going to see it on your test. If it's lower than that, then that is an indication of low progesterone, okay? So now you're gonna be able to understand, and I also am gonna recommend that you get your test results and don't just leave them at your doctor's office. Actually ask for a copy and bring them home so that you can have record of this too. And you can kind of be the steward of your own health and 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 when you get tested in the future, you'll have something that you can compare. All right, so this specific hormonal imbalance, this progesterone uh, deficiency or low progesterone um, is an indication that what you're most likely having is what's called an anovulation um, cycle, which, and it sounds like ovulation, but there's an A in, A-N in front of it. And it just means that there is a lack of ovulation. You didn't, you didn't ovulate that month. And in order to be able to have optimal levels of progesterone, it's really important for us to ovulate every single month. That's, there's a, that plays a huge role in our progesterone levels. So girls that are on birth control and whatnot, you're not ovulating every month. So you will naturally, or not naturally, you unnaturally have um, low progesterone. So for many women, this anovulation cycle is an underlying cause of infertility. So this is super important to just get to know your body, be patient and loving, give it grace, pay attention to the signs that it's giving you, and then know what it is that you're looking for when you are working with your doctor um, because you deserve to be feeling empowered with this. This is a, it can be a very emotional thing if, when you're trying to get pregnant and I feel for you and I appreciate you girls that have written to me and shared your experiences and I feel for you and I just want to give you guys some valuable information in your hands so that you can be more likely to be able to have the success that you're looking for. Um, okay, as women, if we ever have questions about whether or not our progesterone or our estrogen levels even are normal, it's great to talk to our gynecologist and also to get our hormone levels tested. Um, I'm all for, I'm not ever anti-doctor. Like I love that, but I just want you to know these are things that they're, the gynecologist, the doctor that you're working with, whatever your practitioner is, they are on your team. And so it's really important for us to go into these um, appointments feeling like we are as educated about our own body as possible. So that's what this podcast is for. So you girls are on the right track. It's so important, um, even if we're not actively trying to get pregnant, um, be, it's important for us to know where our hormone levels are just pretty regularly because it not only affects how, if whether we're able to get pregnant or not, but it also affects how we feel on a day-to-day basis. If progesterone or estrogen are out of balance, then we're more likely to experience unwanted symptoms such as weight gain and all of those PMS symptoms and all the unfun symptoms that we talk about quite a lot here. And I know many of you guys are experiencing or have experienced. Um, so it's so important. It's it's so it's such important, valuable knowledge for us to know what's going on with our body. I do want to dive a little bit more just because the majority of you that were reaching out to me, um, you were wanting to know a little bit more about progesterone as it's concerned with pregnancy. So let's get into that a little bit too. Okay. Progesterone is, it's one of the busiest hormones in the female body during pregnancy. It's actually like the name of it even means progestation. It's, it's 
responsible and it's doing its job and everything to help us get pregnant and to stay pregnant, it has a very long to-do list. And it's responsible for making sure that our pregnancies will go smoothly. So if you're in that like trying to conceive stage, it's really important for you to make sure that you've got optimal progesterone um, levels, not only to conceive, but to make sure that through the pregnancy that you're, you're feeling great. So when progesterone is present in normal levels in a pregnant body, what it does is it takes care of the following. So it will actually then inhibit ovulation while you're pregnant. Um, it stops the buildup of the endometrium caused by estrogen. It also then reduces the production of cervical mucus. It decreases uterine contraction. Um, it supports that early part of our pregnancy. It also develops and prepares the mammary glands for when it's time for us to uh, breastfeed. So it, it has plays a part with lactation. Um, it also helps us to maintain and like the pregnancy it keeps um, us from miscarrying. It also decreases intestinal activity, which can lead to like constipation and stuff like that. So, but if you have low progesterone, what it does is it can make it more difficult for a woman to conceive. Um, low progesterone also can increase the likelihood of miscarriages. So that's why it's so important to receive a progesterone test in early pregnancy. Um, if you are at high risk for miscarriage or other hormone related pregnancy complications, low progesterone symptoms in the luteal phase. So those of us that aren't pregnant, right? Um, we talk about this, you know, you girls know that the four different phases of our monthly cycle, right? So I'm not going to get into that, but low progesterone symptoms during that phase, right before our menstrual phase can, can prevent a successful implantation, implantation of an egg from taking place. And if a woman with low progesterone doesn't balance her hormones, she may not be able to get pregnant, right? So for those of you who are already pregnant, you can have peace that of mind knowing that um, having your progesterone tested to make sure it falls in the normal range. That will just give you a lot of peace to know. Um, and then if you have low progesterone during pregnancy, you can kind of do the things that you need to in order to um, boost it a little bit and all of that. So um, low progesterone during pregnancy can lead to a variety of issues. Uh, we talked about miscarriage and also um, ectopic pregnancy. I just wanted to throw that in there too. Uh, low progesterone symptoms during pregnancy also then are, can be responsible for cramping. It can be it can cause some bleeding or spotting more likely. That's more common. Um, if you have low progesterone and even if it's not, if that low progesterone is not to blame, it's so important. You got to talk to your doctor. If you notice any of the symptoms that I just mentioned, that cramping, bleeding, spotting, you just need to talk to your doctor, your OBGYN. If you notice any of these symptoms during your pregnancy, because your health and then the health of your pregnancy really will depend on it. Okay. Let's talk about whether or not our progesterone levels change during our cycle, because I feel like there's a lot of girls that I've worked with that didn't know that. They thought that like our hormone levels just kind of um, stay steady throughout the month, right? Um, so as I mentioned, progesterone and estrogen, they fluctuate. If you were to look at a graph, you would see um, during, depending on what part of the month you're in, you'd see all of this kind of like roller coaster of waves happening with our hormones going up and coming down. Um and what we want to see is we want to see these waves, if we were looking at this graph, to be gradual. Um, problems that happen or when problems happen, it's usually because these 
rises or dips are happening drastically. And so what we want to see is this like little roller coaster look um, because this is the normal thing that we should be seeing every single month. If either progesterone or estrogen becomes imbalanced throughout the month, like I talked about at the beginning of this episode, it will impact the other um, uh, hormone because they do this little dance and they they are like they work together. All right. So, for example, low progesterone often leads to estrogen dominance, like I was talking about. And if estrogen dips too low when it's not supposed to, it can then also cause high progesterone as well. Any hormone imbalance can cause discomfort during our cycle. For example, some uh, low progesterone symptoms can include weight gain and bloating, and I'm sure many of us have felt this. Um, it can also lead to other unwanted monthly symptoms. Let's talk a little about low estrogen and high progesterone. This is a little less common, but what it can do is it can also cause unwanted symptoms such as breast tenderness, vaginal dryness, hot flashes, and more. For these reasons, um, it's a good idea, again, to regularly monitor our estrogen and our progesterone levels if we suspect that one or the other may be out of balance. It's just knowledge is power, right? I have to I have to fit that in in every episode. Knowledge is power. All right. Now, a lot of times when you are finding out that you have a progesterone deficiency or what estrogen deficiency or whatever, you will go to the doctor and they will um, they will prescribe a um, a hormone replacement therapy is usually one of the things that they will prescribe for you. So I just want to talk a little bit. One of the most common ones, especially for low progesterone, is progestin. So I just want to talk about progesterone and progestin a little bit so there's a little bit of knowledge in your pocket, okay? Many people don't understand that there's a difference between progesterone and progestin. Um, While progesterone is the main, like I talked about, progestational hormone um, that the female body secretes, progestin is an artificial form of it, okay? Progestins are intended to help do some of what natural progesterone does in the body. While progesterone in the form of progesterone creams work well, they really do for some women who are experiencing low progesterone symptoms. Others though may find that taking a natural hormone balancing supplement is much better. They have better results with it and they would say it's preferable to taking synthetic progesterone. So just know that there are other options. A lot of times when we go and we're given like, okay, this is what you, I'm diagnosing you with and this is your option for that. But just know that that's usually, there's not just one option, there's a variety. So let's get educated and know what our options are. And for me, I'm always going to say, let's Let's not cover up the symptoms. Let's try to help figure out what's going on in the body that's causing this imbalance in the first place. And let's address that root cause and see what we can do to naturally um, support the body to be able to, to balance out this hormone imbalance naturally. Okay. So just know that there are, um, there are things out there. Obviously, her time was created. It is a natural hormone balancing supplement and it's something that does nourish our endocrine system, helping because the endocrine system is a bunch of glands and and um, organs and things like that that are, are producing several different types of hormones. But if there's nutritional deficiency happening in your body, that endocrine system is not going to be able to communicate to each other very well and you're, you're going to end up with um, hormonal imbalance. So just know that there are lots of options out there if you want to know my opinion, I always say go the natural route first, but work with your practitioner and find out what all of the options are, if possible, at least several, and then do your research and learn and 
what's best for you. Okay. Um, Let's talk about low progesterone levels again. All right, we're going to continue on. There are a few conditions that can interfere with the body's normal progesterone production. That was, a I don't know why, a little tongue twister for me. Um, okay, and there. so what I'm saying is there, there's going to be more work that needs to be done than just like trying to take a, a like a progestin or some kind of pro, uh, progesterone cream or some other supplement like that. Um, there's some maybe some other work that needs to be done, whether it is uh, thyroid, our thyroid hormones. OK, so like if you have been um, diagnosed with hypothyroidism, what that can do is that's going to interfere with your body's normal progesterone production. Um, so that's something that you definitely need to be looking into to how to address that low thyroid levels as well. Also, if you have elevated prolactin um, or if you have polycystic ovarian syndrome, we call that PCOS. In addition to these common conditions, these are conditions that like really have an impact on our progesterone production. Another cause of low progesterone is menopause, which is just part of life, like we're all heading into it if we're not if we aren't there already or past it. Different from hormonal imbalance, menopause is a natural decline of the reproductive hormones like progesterone and estrogen that usually occurs when a woman is in her 40s or her 50s. So it is normal and healthy in how our bodies are designed to have our progesterone and our estrogen slowly decline through these years until finally we have our last period and we go for a full year without having a period. That's when we know we have officially entered into menopause. Um, but before we hit menopause, there's a period of time that we call perimenopause. Um, and perimenopause can actually, it can last for 15 years. There's a lot of women that um, start experiencing perimenopause even at the age of 35. So, you know, but let's say it's usually around late 30s or early 40s that you'll start kind of entering into this phase. Um, this is kind of a new phen phenomenon. Um, it didn't used to be this way. It used to be, you know, maybe into your 40s a little bit, um, just a few years before you started menopause. But these days we're, we're entering perimenopause a little bit earlier. Um, so, but what happens is that during perimenopause, progesterone levels naturally start to decline. Um, this is that declining phase and we start to feel lots of symptoms. There's um, changes in our menstrual cycle length and our flow and it can it can cause irregular periods, right? And a low progesterone level and a low estrogen level, which is what happens during this phase um, or what can happen also, I should say, is that you can have low progesterone and then have excess estrogen, which doesn't necessarily mean that you have high, like, like overly high estrogen, it just means that your estrogen levels compared to your progesterone levels is higher. So you can be low estrogen, low progesterone, but still have estrogen dominance during this phase. Um, what it can do is it can cause, so this is for my ladies that are during this phase that wrote into me, it can cause the symptoms that you girls have been kind of sharing with me that you've been experiencing, but I wanted to share it with my the entire audience here. So irregular menstrual cycles, super common. I just talked about that, but things that you maybe didn't consider, but this is maybe have experienced is headaches. Okay. I've also had several of you guys writing in and talking about dizziness or like a vertigo feeling and wondering like if it is at all associated with um, our menstrual cycle or our hormones or anything. And many times what you've been saying is that doctors have been saying, no, it's, it's only associated with our inner ear, but I will kind of validate you and let you understand that no, actually what they're finding is that it is very associated with, um, 
severe like dips in hormone levels. It can cause vertigo. So there's a lot to it. Okay. So I, I could I could do a whole other episode on this and I probably should because it seems like I don't know what's going on, but I've had probably a half dozen of you just write me in the last little bit talking about this um, feeling of vertigo, which can be so frustrating and so debilitating and scary and all of that. So, um, okay, I digressed, but just I wanted to validate you girls to know that, yes, you're not crazy. You're noticing it happening during certain times of the month and it's it's definitely associated with hormone Um imbalance. Okay. Other things that we have, maybe you maybe experienced during this perimenopause phase is weight gain. You'll also notice that mood changes. I, I call perimenopause our reverse puberty. <laughs> so a lot of the stuff that we experienced when we were like teenagers getting, you know, started into our periods or whatever, we're doing it again. It's just, you know, so fun. But um, so the mood changes can be you can have those like radical just changes where you're crying one minute and then you're just fine or whatever. You know, you remember what it feels like. You know what it feels like when you're in the moment. You don't always recognize it, but we've all been there. Um, But also the things that will also be kind of exacerbated a little bit is depression and anxiety. So if you're feeling those things, just know that this can, can definitely be associated with these two main sex hormones that I've been talking about, progesterone and estrogen declining. Okay. Also fibroids. Also, you know, those of you that are trying to get pregnant, but are unable to, and are experiencing infertility, low blood sugar, low libido, um, but also hair loss and just feeling tired all the time. So this is definitely associated. And I want you to know that if you're feeling any of these symptoms, just know that you're not going crazy. (laughs) There's a reason that you're having these issues. So it's so important for those of us who experience any of these signs of low progesterone to seek treatment because it exists. Fortunately, treatment doesn't have to involve taking synthetic progesterone. So we're going to talk about treating low progesterone because obviously I want to share, I always love to share things that are available for you girls so that you, you know, what's out there for you. So yes, some doctors are going to recommend synthetic progestin creams for low progesterone symptoms, but many of us women prefer to balance our hormones naturally. And, you know, I did talk a little bit about it, but I just want to remind you again that that is where her time um, comes in. It's a natural formula. It contains a variety of ingredients that are known. They have been tested for their effectiveness, their safety. um, They're known to support a healthy, balanced hormone level throughout every age and stage of our life and also during the month with these fluctuations. Um, Some of the ingredients that are in it that you should be aware of, our main active ingredients are Siberian ginseng, Chinese licorice, giant kelp leaf, dong kwai, and white peony root. Now, these ingredients were chosen because they help a variety of the most common um, hormonal imbalance symptoms. But when they come together, when they work or combine together, they actually become more powerful. They're incredibly like synergistic. And so it's really important that these all work together because, and that's how they're so effective to help a girl who's just starting her period to a girl that's trying to become pregnant to a lady that is entering into perimenopause and then into menopause. All of these things help to reduce a lot of the um, symptoms because they work to not just nourish ovaries, not just nourish the adrenal glands, but to also nourish the thyroid and, you know, all of the other glands, all the whole endocrine system 
right? That's what it's designed to do, to help the body to be able to function the way that it's designed. So each of these important herbs, what they do is they help to keep our female sex hormones in balance, and then they reduce those common symptoms that we know all about with that are associated with premenstrual syndrome, and they also can reduce menopausal symptoms. So yay. So in addition to the important herbs that I just talked about in her time. Um, her time also has important vitamins, which are key. A lot of us, when we are entering these different stages of life, um, whether it's menopause or whether it's uh, pregnancy and and uh, postnatal and all of this stuff, we become even more uh, nutrient deficient for a variety of reasons. So the this formula, we also wanted to make sure we were including key vitamins um, and other nutrients that are, you know, totally safe for us um, and help to support our overall health. So there's vitamin D. We have a variety of B vitamins, so important. Um, we also have folate, natural folate in it. This this formula <laughs> is meant to be a gentle, safe formula full of all of the things that Mother Nature um, has out there for us to to support our female um, reproductive system and all of these hormone changes that happen. So these ingredients can help all of us girls that are dealing with infertility, with menopause symptoms, PMS, all the things that are associated with progesterone deficiency so that we can enjoy a majorly improved quality of life. And that's what it's all about. Um, I would start there for sure. There's also other natural options as far as... Um, Going into hormone replacement, you can look at bioidentical hormones. That's something that um, I would prefer. What that does is bioidentical hormones do similar things. They they go in, they allow your body to have like a little boost of, let's say, progesterone, um, but it doesn't take over the job of, of making progesterone because we don't want to do that. A lot of these drugs that we take, they kind of shut down our natural process of making certain hormones and just do the job for us. So if we ever get off of them, we then have this little withdrawal kind of problem and our, our hormones just even get more out of balance and we have even more extreme symptoms. So I would talk to your doctor and make sure you know that you're looking at what different options, like I had mentioned before, are out there because there are some amazing natural hormone replacement therapies. Um, especially when we're going into that, we're getting close to that menopause phase. There are benefits to doing some kind of bioidentical hormone replacement um, to help ease that transition. And really, I mean, it, it really should, you know, I always talk about how like periods should just show up and you should just be like, oh, here's my period. And it's not a big deal. That's really ideally what menopause should be like too. Um, it's something that is possible for us to have like it just be an easier stage of life. And the more we talk about this, the more we learn about what options are available. I hope that we can start having these conversations um, with our our practitioners, our doctors, um, to work with them so that we can find out what's right because every girl is individual, right? So I can get on here and I can start talking about like take this and this and this, but it might not work for her the way it works for you. So it's just really important for us to know what options are out there. I, I know that I, I there's so much more that I could dive into on this. I, I love talking about this because it is such a common issue. And I really want to empower you girls so that you know what's going on with your bodies and how to best support your your overall health. Um, but this episode is we're going to end here just because I want you to have enough to digest right now and get started um, in the process of wherever it is that you are um, 
at and and hopefully it gave you some good tools. And then we'll continue. Like I said, we'll continue to dive into this a little bit more. Girls, just know that all of the episodes that we do are they come from you girls, the ideas that you send our way, from the questions that you're sending in, from the suggestions that you're sending in. We really love and appreciate that so much. And we want to be a resource for you. Um, and so please don't hesitate. If you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us on our D our like social media DMs. You can find us at Mixers on Instagram. You can also um, message us through email, and I've got that linked in our show notes. You can also leave a review on our Apple podcast and tell us what you love about the podcast and what you'd like to hear more. But we also have this really fun feature and it's also linked in our show notes called SpeakPipe. And a lot of you are just calling in and leaving like a voicemail, which is really fun to hear your voices because I feel like it personalizes it. Um, But we'd love to have you guys either share your story or share a suggestion or share a question, something you'd like us to have a conversation about because that is what we do here on the It's Her Time podcast is we talk about all the things. Um, There's never TMI. There is never a question that is dumb. It is all something that we want to cover and help with. So please, please participate. And while you're at it and you're leaving that review on Apple Podcasts, we'd appreciate it if you gave us a rating because what that does is it helps to kind of widen our audience reach. And the more girls that we can have in our community, the better this community is going to be. So, all right. Well, thank you for joining me and Jess today during this episode. We love having you. Please share this episode with any of the girls in your life that you know are dealing with um, infertility or they're having terrible PMS or they're dealing with um, menopause issues and things like that. Share that this episode with them and hopefully it can help them feel a little bit more um, supported and a little bit more empowered as they take the steps necessary in order to feel their best. All right, we will be back next Tuesday. You guys, we've got some really fun episodes that are coming up. It's going to be great. You don't want to miss it. Subscribe to our podcast. You won't miss an episode that way. If you do, it'll just be ready for you to put your earbuds in or turn up your radio. And just all you have to do is push play. And that's the best. And we will continue this conversation. All right. Thanks for tuning in today. Until next week, have a very happy and healthy week. And I will see you and talk with you next week. Bye. Bye.